speak to you today about the terminology and the history differences and misconceptions between sluts, nymphos, satires. Yeah. And what that all means. Mm-hmm. Where in the spectrum of that you are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. Beginning with the word slut, which has been in our vernacular for quite some time throughout history, repurposed in different ways um, to give a very broad sort of definition to it, according to Merriam Webster, online dictionary, <laughs> defines the term as. Um, derogatory, identifying the meaning as a promiscuous woman, a woman with multiple partners. Um, according to Urban Dictionary, which we all know is like, you know, <laughs> the standard for <laughs> for legit. <laughs> yeah. Um, slots are, whoever wrote this is ridiculous, but slots are a disgrace to all women. Further, a slut can be a girl coming from a broken family, usually related to motherly neglect, that dresses or acts inappropriately to gain attention from others before she, uh, because she never had a mother as an influence. So while these definitions obviously need to be taken with a grain of salt because they're not, you know. Yeah, some person, some like probably 40-year-old insult wrote these <laughs> in his like boxer shorts in his mom's basement. But um, it's evident that the term has been popularly used to refer to a woman specifically of questionable morality as opposed to a man. Well, it gets to later how that's sort of changed, but the traditional sense of the word is that it's targeted to women in a not flattering way. <laughs> um, so the, the term made an appearance in the English vernacular as far back as the 13th century. So starting with Geoffrey, uh, Geoffrey uh, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, which are, we don't need to get into that too much, it's not an English class, but <laughs> uh, important um, works for the English language in general. But he refers to, surprisingly, a man in one of his tales um, as a slut. It's lacking the sexual connotation that the word incorporates today. Um, and so one of the characters says something, which is like my favorite quote of all time. Now I think I want this like cross-stitched on a pillow. But why is thy lord so sluttish? <laughs> I feel like that used to be said with like a British accent. by like. <laughs> why is thy lord so sluttish? Yeah, like that. So you say that to one of your bros in the club one time. (laughs) (laughs) So here, uh, up until the 20th century, slut was used mostly as a descriptor for an unkept person or a person of uh, like void of social norms, usually female. Again, Um, I think I read something too about how in England and Ireland for some time it was also the word used for like a rag you use to wipe off the wax off candles. Mm. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, um, and in some instances, a female dog. So it really had more to do with um, someone who's just dirty, I guess you could, or just, I guess you could equate it to the word like a hobo or something mm. nowadays. Um, so it didn't necessarily have the sexual connotations behind it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the 20th, 20th century saw the development of the word into its more um, derogatory nomenclature, so often alluding to loose morale brought upon by taking multiple sexual partners and um, rejecting modest dress. So choosing to dress in a way that, you know, not covering your bosoms or... Buttocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just in general not um, covering up as other women would traditionally, would have at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so within the last few years, sluts seem to have received, uh, the word sluts seems to have received a refurbishment of sorts, 
uh, many feminist groups have begun advocating the rebranding of the term as a self-identifier. In other words, to reclaim the term as an emblem of pride, uh, to own one's sexuality by calling yourself a slut before anyone even has a chance to use it against you in order to induce shame. Some people might have heard in news in recent years, but slut walk rallies have popped up across the nation. It actually originated in Toronto, which I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that. Anyway, I should have known that, but I didn't. Um, so following the suggestion of a Toronto police officer that women should avoid dressing like sluts mm-hmm. if they don't want to be victims of sexual assault. Yeah. So a girl reported it, reported uh, rape, and basically that was their response to her instead of actually taking anything seriously. Right, and this has been an age-old problem <laughs> with law enforcement. So basically looking to ask how much a girl drank that night or how how was she dressed to explain, somehow to explain why something like this happened to her as opposed to just, you know, putting the blame where it should be. It was just some guy's an idiot <laughs> and yeah. decided to take advantage of her. So um, in this way, the term has been used uh, and reappropriated to defend victims of assault, um, slut shaming, and rape culture. So perhaps the most famous slut walk is hosted by Amber Rose, who's mm. a social media personality and businesswoman. So she does that every year in LA. Actually, it's coming up this October. Mm. Um, so she often has live shows and prominent celebrity appearances. So it's like a big event and celebrating women. However, yeah, especially like however they choose to dress, however they choose to portray themselves, whether they choose to be a prude mm. or they choose to be a hoe. So, but some feminist factions actually have criticized the movement for fear that the general public um, won't necessarily understand the socio-political connotations of the word or what it means to reclaim the word, mm-hmm. and we'll just kind of use it as a free ticket to just freely demean women. Mm-hmm. So by saying like, "Oh, well, everyone else is calling them a slut," it's totally okay if I call her a slut too. So regardless of where your, I guess, allegiances lie in that, it's clear that the term has gained wider usage in recent years. And it's often used more to kind of describe a style of like dress or behavior mm-hmm. in a way. So if you're like going out with your girls and you're like, yeah, I really want to like slut it up tonight <laughs> because I want to wear this like super short dress. In most circles, it seems to be understood that, wow, it's no longer acceptable to just go up to someone and call them a slut, particularly if you're a man mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about another woman. Um, and also particularly when it stems from a desire to demean the other person, it's perfectly acceptable to call yourself a slut as your agent as an agent of your own consensual sexuality. And this goes for men too. And that's something that's changed as well that I've heard in recent years, men describing themselves as sluts or man whores or whatever term you want to use. Yeah. That's sluts. Cool. And so now um, I will speak to you about the terms uh, nymphomaniac and satiresis. A nymphomaniac is dictionary definition for a nymphomaniac is a woman who is who has excessive desire for sexual for sexual activity it's class, classified as a real psychological diagnosis this is used mainly for women but there is a term for decidedly for men with the same behavior called a satires s a t y r s this is obviously almost never heard <laughs> There we can go into that would be discuss be spoken more about in the discussion on why the term for female hypersexuality is more known than the male term. But then again, back to nympho nymphos. According to Urban Dictionary, it refers to someone, normally female, that eats, breathes, and lives for sex. She dreams about it, 
often playing it over so much in her mind. As something she has never tried can be exceptional for the first time done with another person. She is insatiable, always ready to play, but that does not always make her a slut or whore, for she can be picky in her selection. <laughs> or a freaky <laughs> sex kitten with very lucky boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> that is the Urban Dictionary definition. Sounds like someone's novella entry. <laughs> it's uh, very descriptive and surprisingly detailed, but not all the way true, obviously, because it is Urban Dictionary. Yeah. And as earlier said, satire is basically the male equivalent of an info almost never used uh, but it is both terms now have been replaced by hypersexuality which is basically a clinical diagnosis used by mental health care professionals to describe someone male or female with extremely frequent and increased libido uh, this involves obsessive thoughts and behaviors relating to sex these people People that are diagnosed with hypersexuality or sexual addiction are usually known to behave in, they're known to behave in sexual behavior that is unmanageable and harmful to them. The sexual addiction can prevent these people from living full progressive lives. But we can go back to history of these words, um, nymphomaniac and satire. The origin of the term nympho relates to specifically femini femininity. The ancient Greek word nymph, with an E at the end, <laughs> translates to bride or young wife. The term gave rise to Greek mythology, mythological creatures of the same name, who were often portrayed as naked creatures parading in fields in Renaissance paint paintings. These creatures never got old or died. They fraternized with deities, and unlike common women, never married, nor could they be tamed by men. Later, during the late 18th to early 19th century, during the onset of psychoanalytic study, mania was attached, uh, suffix to the word nymph, nympho, and this was designated to sexually aggressive women, as they were seen as at the time, which unfortunately was most likely just attached to women with normal sexual appetites but in a time of <laughs> when women are supposed to be heard and uh, seen and not heard they're not expected to be sexual beings so those diagnosed with this nymphomania were often sent to asylums where they would be treated with procedures such as hysterectomies and lobotomies today the term is much less gendered as earlier mentioned uh, hypersexuality and sex addiction have been used now to to describe um, the the behavior of nymphomania and satiresis. So nymphomania has been seen in pop culture as a recent base, basically from movies they've that that have touched on sex addiction, such as uh, Lars von Trier von Trier's *Nymphomaniac* with Shia LaBeouf and Charlotte Gainsbourg. Um, which depicted a woman who was seen to have multiple sexual partners uh, and act in 
ways that were deemed unsafe and show how her sex addiction affected her relationships. Um, also, we see this in movies much more lighthearted than Infomaniac. <laughs> as, thanks for sharing. Dark. With uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Sleeping with Other People, with uh, Jason Sudeikis and Alison Brie. Um, these are more lighthearted, but they still basically touch on people who deem themselves sex addicts and uh, feel their sexual behavior is basically affecting their lives. Some real-life nymphomaniacs, uh, <laughs> supposedly, supposedly uh, at least people that have been diagnosed um, by their mental health physicians, include Tiger Woods, David Duchovny, Lindsay Lohan, I'm certain some others who we may or may not know. Right. Uh, these people have basically been, um, have gone to rehab and seek treatment for sex addiction because they felt their sexual behaviors were affecting them mm-hmm. in their lives. Um, so, Professor, would you mind going into the differences between sluts and nymphos? Why are they not the same thing? So traditionally, they're not really the same thing because nympho is so nympho is distinguishable from slut because it doesn't necessarily indicate the presence of several, several sexual partners. Yeah. So you can be whereas, for example, slut is often used to describe someone who takes on several sexual partners mm-hmm. without necessarily knowing them or having any connection to yeah. them. Really, you can be a nympho and only have sex with one person. Yeah. Technically, it might not necessarily be enough for you because yeah. that person. One person can't be enough for a nymphomaniac, Mm -hmm. generally. But um, it's previously described, nymphomania relates to an insatiable desire to have sex. Mm -hmm. So that can be with one or two people. It doesn't necessarily have to mean you're like promiscuous, so to speak. It's just kind of an unquenchable desire for it. And you'll go through extraordinary means to get it. Mm -hmm. So nothing will really kind of stand in your way of getting it. Like no people or boundaries or... Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. if I may add, I as I was doing some research on this, some places also consider nymphomania to or hypersexuality, sex addiction to include even people that just you may not even have sex. You could be a virgin apparently, but if you're just having, uh, I, I'll include the link in in description. the description. But basically, there are places that. They, they doctors would consider you having hypersexuality if you also have intense or recurrent sexual fantasies and urges and behaviors. The feeling of being driven to do certain sexual behaviors, even though you may feel guilt. So just based on sexual behaviors here, it includes uh, masturbation, cybersex, use of pornography, and then also actually having sex with multiple partners, uh, paying for sex. So this is one way that it definitely does separate from from a slut or a promiscuous person because the actual action has does not even need to be taken. It's supposed to be seen as just a mental disorder. So if you're preoccupied with sex or sexual behavior most of the time, uh, and, it's, and apparently if it's taking up the time of the person that's when it's considered hypersexuality or mm. nymphomania. Mm-hmm. 
some of the misconceptions of nymphomaniacs, as so as I just mentioned, uh, a nympho or a hypersexual person um, may not even be, according to mental mental doctors, uh, mental psychologists, might not even be taking action in these things. They may just be having these fantasies and may just be wanting or having the desire. But as long as the desire is occupying a large space of their time or their mind, that is what makes one an nymphomaniac. And on the other hand, so with that said, an nymphomaniac may not be a slut. A slut mm. also may not be an nymphomaniac because then again, there are also certain things that do lead to people acting in hypersexual ways. So there, there also there are diseases that lead to hypersexuality, uh, such as Kluver-Bussi syndrome, which is uh, is a syndrome where there are lesions in a person's temporal lobe, uh, which causes one to lose, um, they lose the ability to stop impulses. So when one does have this disease, they're likely to be hypersexual, uh, eat compulsively, have a hyper oral fixation and so on and so forth. So that is one of the cases. Bipolar disorder is also apparently known to lead to hypersexuality. Um, some drugs have the side effect uh, of leading to hypersexuality. So someone may be acting in these ways and there there is medical reasons why they are. Then again, there are also people who just truly enjoy sex that much and are hypersexual because of unknown reasons without and they're not diagnosed with uh any of these other diseases it just seems to be a behavioral thing for them so i just say that so we're able to distinguish um that there are causes for people's behaviors it may be disease it may be nature it may be nurture it does not mean one is a bad person or a good person it just is who they are. So someone being a slut, uh, being promiscuous, it should not be shameful because this is, as clinicians would tell you, that it, it, it is just uh, it, there are multiple causes of these behaviors. Um, so I think that is one of the common misconceptions that people who do this are bad people. And I want to turn that around and so nymphos are nymphos uh satires hypersexual people are most of the time they are diagnosed with that sluts may or may not be diagnosed slut is more behavioral Mm -hmm. uh nympho and hypersexuality is uh diagnosis yeah Yeah. cognitive i guess that is the end of our lecture that concludes our lecture um there will be links including the description Um, feel free to go through those to further your knowledge thank you for listening Uh, have a great day until next time